0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. No way. That's crazy. He landed
1: on the moon. Everybody knows
2: you never go full retard. You ain't full retard, man. I'm your huckleberry.
1: How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! No. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Hit the lights. It's... Buller time. Napoleon's sister was a fucking freak. It says on your chart you're fucked up. Uh, you
0: talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. What is your major malfunction, numbnuts?
1: You have smoked yourself, retarded.
2: I like turtles.
1: The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, up in Ukraine.
0: Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here?
1: And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. First of August. Hard to believe we're fucking eight months into the year now, man. This is flying by. We got a good one tonight, folks. We got Ron and Zach from the Imaginarium of Thought. What's up, gentlemen?
2: Hey, what's up? <laughs> Long time no, no chat there, Matt. <laughs> well, yeah. on, at least on video. We used to see each other all, all the time on the tavern, but...
1: It used to be weekly and I I I haven't seen you and a couple other people in quite a while now but I've been a phantom too myself this summer man I I haven't been hitting up all the podcasts I used to and making the rounds like I used to and just been enjoying the summer a little bit
2: yeah same here um I just got a new job and uh moved moved into a new state and everything like that so podcast you know it's been kind of hard to Put time aside aside to really put out some quality content for the listeners, like like you do, you know. I'm, uh, you, you 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 put out uh, real good episodes, like real professional. Like we're we're kind of uh, uh, you know bouncing off the ropes, trying to figure things out. I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's the that's the best part about podcasting, right? There's no guide. There's no, you know, way that you have to do it. It's your show. And that's why everybody's got their unique touch. And the ones, you know what I find is the people that you, you can tell are trying to be like someone or start poaching off someone, their show sucks. Yeah. It's boring. It's unoriginal. You know, it's just there's no point to it. So I, I like it, man. And, you know, our good friend, bless his soul, Random Randy, right? That guy yeah. can he, he can talk and talk and talk. But his he he's been putting out some great episodes on uh, the Red Thread podcast over there. The, the last like two weeks, he's been on fire, almost dropping one a day. And but that's the way he goes. He gets in the in these modes where he's just now he's just doing everything right away instead of sitting down and doing research. He's just going basically one one rip through and then bringing it to us. And I love that man because it's raw. And yeah. I know, Rye, you do that sometimes too, right? Sometimes you just you know, find something and just run with it.
0: Yeah, man, I, I don't do one a day. Um, I try to research a lot. And I, I know Randy does uh, his researches really, really well, too. But yeah, man, it's uh sometimes you get in grooves where something's real kind of inspiring and you just want to rail on, you know, like for me, it's the UN right now. I love talking shit about the UN and their agenda. Um, but yeah, sometimes you get in, in grooves where you just want to pump out stuff on on a particular topic. You just did that one with Jim Mars's book, man. He is my, probably my favorite conspiracy artist. I know he's dead now, but, uh, the dude's fucking awesome, man. I have two of his books. So
1: deep in all his books, you know, (laughs) so well researched and he goes around now. Do I agree with all his conclusions? Not necessarily, but it doesn't discredit his work at all. Like he does some good secret society work. Um, he's got that. What's the, uh, the
0: Trillion Dollar Conspiracy so, is a good one.
1: Yes. That's the one I want to get. I read that probably a couple of years ago. I'll get to get back into that one again. Yeah. It's a good yeah, one.
2: Yeah. I've actually, uh, I finished reading that book, I think, earlier this year, uh, The F- Rise of the Fourth Reich. Yep. So I thought that was pretty cool that you're actually, uh, you know, putting episodes out about it. Cause uh, uh, I feel the same way with you. Tons of information. And then I, I like how he lists all of his sources in the back of the book. So everything he talks about, you can go look it up yourself. Um, but you can definitely tell he leans more towards uh, uh, Repub- Republicans being the bad guys, um, and because in his book he, you know, he's mentioned like Al Gore and like a Good Light and stuff like that, and all these other kind of yeah. Democrats. Uh, but he, you know, he strictly says Republican Party is the Nazi Party and this and that, and kind he kind of pushes it more like. The Republican Party are the bad guys, and he to he's got a point because um, you know they're both you know two sides of the same coin essentially two heads yeah, of the same he, eagle.
1: And he feels like the Republican Party's been perverted more by like the occult and the Nazis and stuff like that. Whereas he feels the libs are just being the libs. That's what they do.
2: They're just open and free.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I wonder if he was alive today. I wonder because when did he die in 2012 or something?
1: 2015? Yeah, it was like 12 or 13, I want to say.
0: Because, yeah, I wonder if he was alive today, how he would feel about the liberals because they were actually pretty, pretty like favorable to more conspiratorial people or people that didn't like the establishment, right? I mean, like it used to be the liberals, and now it seems for whatever
1: reason, it seems to be the conservatives. Oh, he was 2017, he was recent. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. When Trump got elected, huh? And guess what day it was? August
0: 2nd. That's tomorrow. Oh, shit. When this is Aaron, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a synchronicity? Yeah, huh? Yeah, man. He's a G. Uh, that's uh in that trillion dollar conspiracy book. That's where I learned about your favorite word, Matt. Yes,
1: sir. You know what I'm talking about? Brucella. <laughs> <Yeah>. Brucella. <laughs> And brucellosis. Yeah, We've dude, you can't exposed. fucking
0: say one without the other.
1: I had never oh. heard those words ever before, and now they're forever ingrained in my head. And I really, I want to take a puff every time I hear them from now on out. <laughs> yeah, you'll get pretty stoned if you do that in <laughs> one of my episodes. But yeah, dude, Um, I saw right now, too,
0: Um, that uh, I, I know that your buddy dipped out. Hopefully, he'll be back on. Um, yeah, he actually
2: just texted me. I guess he said his internet keeps cutting out, and he wanted me to apologize to y'all. Sorry about oh, the technical so difficulties.
0: <laughs> that happens, dude. But no, um, I saw that the Gateway Pundit is suing to try and get the uh, Epstein records disclosed. Have you guys seen that? Uh huh. No. Yeah, so who knows what's going to come of that, but that's pretty interesting, man, because uh, I think that it's a dog and pony show, but the Gateway
1: Pundit does seem to be. Well, it's it's funny you mentioned that, right, because I was glancing over the New York Post before I hopped on here and they had a thing about how Joe Rogan thinks oh. that Epstein was either working for Mossad or the CIA, Yeah, which is just very interesting timing today, you know, right now and, and considering the fact that, you know. Who gives a shit about him? Everybody wants to know about the list. Nobody cares about the guy anymore. About Epstein? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And also uh, what I feel with that whole thing, in a way, they kind of made the general public consent to uh, underage sex trafficking in a way. Because um, as obvious as it is with the list and things like that, people aren't, you know, Right, you know, protesting in the streets, asking for these names to be revealed, but they'll do it over, you know, this uh, Roe versus Wade or any of this other stuff. Or some meth head that, yeah, gets pinned (laughs) down on the ground by a cop. And so um, and with that, I and also I feel like with the whole Epstein thing is they kind of just threw him. Obviously, there's a lot more sex traffickers out there that are still running in this stuff. But I think they're putting out that image that this is all about just sexual perversions. But uh, from what we know with the Clintons and things like that, and th- you know things we've heard them involved with, uh, allegedly, <laughs> that um, it's a lot more than sexual perversion. And what they're what the the deeper aspects of it is 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 probably you know adrenochrome harvesting, or they're using these kids for uh, sacrifice. You know satanic sacrificing which sounds like oh that's satanic panic and and stuff like that but um you know from what we see you got ev- evidence against the clintons and it involves human trafficking you're dead <laughs> Dude, a guaranteed
0: it, it, it is interesting and then the way that you're talking about that ron i'm the next episode that i'm doing it's about uh black magic and human trafficking and the connections there uh-huh. And it is all black magic, uh, from what I gathered, just from doing a little bit of research. And I'm gonna probably do this episode either tomorrow or, or Wednesday. But dude, um, it's it seems that that's all just connected. I mean, there's girls, especially from Nigeria, um, that they move up into Europe and they they move all around through there and they're trafficked throughout Europe. And there's churches dedicated to these people. That um, they say once they're crossing the the border, once they're getting into Europe or leaving their country of Africa, it's this specific region called Edo or Edu, I think, E-D-O is mm-hmm. what it is. And um, once they leave that area, they have to uh, take an oath to Satan in order to leave that area. And then so they believe through their customs, like their, their religion or whatever, spiritual connection or whatever. They believe that they are controlled by their handler and also Satan. So like these women are going to like hospitals after they try and break out of the sex trafficking and the prostitution and they'll be doing good. And then like this one story, this lady got a package at her asylum after like making massive amounts of recovery from Mm -hmm. thinking that she was possessed, gets a package from her city and has a fucking breakdown, a, a psychotic break escapes this mental hospital and then she's never seen by these people again so there's something about it dude whether they believe that they're being possessed or controlled there's there's something to it you know it's that that placebo maybe but
1: yeah that's what i was gonna say maybe it's just a placebo effect
0: yeah but it's dude it's wild there's there's people that are that are dedicated to trying to solve the they call it juju right like bad juju and shit like that it's uh it's very interesting, and then just the connections you see it in Mexico, which you know, supposedly, allegedly, the cartels. Who I'm a big fan of, I respect the cartels, okay, <laughs> um, but they, uh, they, they worship like Santa Muerte, like which is the the mm-hmm. saint of death, and like they they do some satanic shit. And that that pastor that I used to talk to a lot, Sam, just said because I called him after I had that issue with somebody following me around, he was like, "Yeah, dude, just every time you leave your house, just pray." to jesus like directly to jesus and say to protect you and uh you know i haven't had anything happen since but i apparently according to the christian ideology that would block anything that these black magicians are trying to to enact on you
1: it's crazy man because that's like that voodoo shit they do i mean that's big down in like the caribbean and cuba and and that's just no joke man they mess with your soul at that point
2: Mm-hmm. well even here in uh the southern states of the you know southern- un- united states um uh, louisiana uh Georg- you know the coastal georgia the gullas and um south carolina you know uh for whatever reason rich aristocrats like I've, i know you've talked about that before how it's usually only the rich aristocrat elites that really dabbled in um esoteric stuff in in the older times and uh it makes you wonder why uh um, you know, the Clintons are going down to uh Haiti and stuff. We know with all the Haiti, you know, uh, voodoo and stuff like that that goes down there. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie about Savannah, the uh, uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, it's a famous movie, but basically, you know, long story short, it has to do a bunch of different things, but it's a you know, talks about you know, rich people messing around with, you know, voodoo and hoodoo and stuff like that. And, um, uh, you know, uh, it to them, I, I mean, it, it must be some sort of game, you know, like to see what's real. So they really, you know, that must be why they're into it or who knows who, who really knows what, what that would really come from. But, yeah. um, I guess maybe, you know, not, I guess it's gonna sound racist. I you know, I shouldn't say that this might sound racist, but <laughs> Hey, you <laughs> but know. Fire <laughs> well, away. We, well, we know, you know, we know soul food and we know, you know, soul and spirit and everything like that. I mean it's it's no, you know, that's uh, not saying that only blacks can do it, but that's, that's, uh, you know, the whole process with, you know, uh, what Rocky three, when Apollo taught him rhythm and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> that's what he was teaching. You he was, te- you know, he was stiff and broad and he was, st- he wanted to teach him rhythm. Um, And that's really what it comes down to is the soul, you know, music. When you can ask musicians, when they're jamming out and, uh and everything like that, they're really vibing, you know, it's like, there's a soul connection. Um, athletes on a field, um, high-level, you know, military special operations groups. You're almost working like a, uh, y- you know, like a, um, like a hive. You know, like a absolutely. Like you- you're almost. They're almost. You don't have to say anything. You're almost. So it's operating called. It's better. called. Yeah. It's called
1: team chemistry, right, Ron?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's and that's
1: a component that's immeasurable and And that gets into a lot of things about life, too, right? There's these immeasurable qualities. Why are you attracted to a certain person? Why do you bond well with an, a certain person? Why can you meet a person for a first time and automatically click? right? There's these there's this something out there that that brings people together and And when they do come together efficiently, man, the power of human is
2: amazing yeah and, and I feel like i guess to go back to my other point where I wanted to make where I bring up uh, you know soul and and spirit and everything like that is uh from from what I know growing up in you know savannah which is one of the most uh predominantly uh black cities you know um highest populations uh um you know there's definitely uh that soul that vibe uh, i feel like that's why they're going after the black community is because they are they do have a natural inclination to being in tune with their soul and that, that, uh, that inner spirit that, cause it, you know, uh, yeah, it sounds like a stereotype and stuff, but you know, from every, you know, stero- there's truths to stereotypes. We know yeah. that uh, that doesn't mean it's definitive to all groups, but I feel like that's why they're specifically targeting the black community. And a lot of these things is because uh, you know, you look at the abortion thing, right. Because of the, the abortion clinics and Planned Parenthood, 50% of the Black population is, is gone. That, w- that would be here right now if it wasn't for abortions being pushed in the urban communities. So um, at the same time, they're acting like they're the uh, save- saviors of the Black community. They're actually keeping that victim mentality, keeping that uh, mindset in the Black community that um, all that okay. matters is materialism. So it's they won- the ultimate
1: yeah. gaslighting, Ron. You know, it's beyond gaslighting at this point. And if 2020 wasn't apparent with BLM, I mean, that's that's just the biggest slap in the face.
2: Yeah. And that's, you know, um, that's really what I feel like is. uh, You know, once the. You know, I don't I don't know, there must be something to the black, you know, because from what we know with our studying, the majority of the Illuminati elite or whatever you want to call them are really old white people Mm. (laughs) who are almost 99 percent racist (laughs) you know so there's you know there's got to be uh some sort of inheritance to the black community that the elites don't want them to realize and what that is is uh getting in touch with their soul and and uh, spiritualism, because I I know I've you know I know uh, you start talking about magic and things like that and, and like especially like the more uh, urban communities people will freak out. They do not like magic. Yeah. They do not like any sort of woo woo stuff like that. They will freak out. But I feel like inherently, not just them, but all of us like need to be in touch more spiritually.
0: Well, they freak out because they've been made to fear it, right? I think that a lot of this stuff comes from black culture. Like a lot of the, uh, like voodoo comes from Haiti, right? Uh Um, A lot of different, necromancy is another Haitian practice. A lot of it seems to come from that area, but the Haitians came over to that area from Africa, right? So a lot of that starts from Africa. A lot of the, the weird like spiritual practices and shit like that. And there what is what uh, you would almost call witchcraft, right? Yeah, exactly. Witchcraft. So that's why I'm saying like with black magic and white magic. I don't know if you guys remember when Trump was running in 2016, there was a whole group of witches, mostly white, that were trying to curse Trump and, and put a binding spell on him. Do you guys remember that?
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's so kind of what got see? me into magic. Did you myself? see this
1: right? Today, ironically, uh, Governor Baker pardoned a witch from 329 years ago. So, oh, yeah. Well, lucky her, huh? Elizabeth Johnson Jr. was one of over 200 suspects in witch trap practices during the Salem witch trials. And uh, she was pardoned by the governor 329 years later. Well, yeah, that's like the church pardoning. Uh,
0: who was it that said that the earth was round and go- goes around the sun?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> Michelangelo?
1: No, uh, well, Copernicus set us up here.
2: Copernicus, Galileo, or yeah,
1: Galileo was that it? Well, do you see the Pope was up in Canada trying to apologize to the indigenous children? Yeah, was that when he said hell wasn't real for what the royals did to him and everything and what they've done <laughs> to him. It's like man, did, did that church? They got they can apologize till they're blue in the face. Nobody buys an ounce of it.
0: Yeah, there's something about when those guys are in front of people apologizing to the communities, they feel like that is important. But like we're all sitting here seeing that, and it's like, no, dude, like you you guys are already doing it, you're perpetuating it yourselves. But um, I feel like when they're around, like when they're there, like if the Pope were to come a, to apologize to a neighborhood that you were part of, a lot of people would be like, Oh my god, this is the Pope. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's uh Yeah, these people have this fake air of majesty. And but anyway, what I was saying with the the magic thing with these witches, there was a black lady that came out and she's, you know, a witch she said, and she was saying that these stupid white girls are doing their white girl magic and none of it's going to work. They're not doing the right, the right, not doing it the right way at all. And look at the way that everything worked out for them. Right. They have this thing called Waft. It's witches against fascist totalitarianism. There's something hilarious to me about that. I don't know why it's like, These people are practicing dark arts, but then they want to be super tolerant while they're doing it. You know, it's just it's it's a gimmick. It's this stupid these girls that think that like not showering and not shaving and doing all this weird stuff is going to somehow give them some closer connection to the earth. And because that's a cool thing for a lot of people right now with the spiritual push, hate to bag on it as always. Uh But I mean, with the spiritual push, you get closer to the earth dude, a lot of people are getting fooled into this and maybe they did conjure up something, but magic comes back to you three or five or tenfold, depending on what you're doing. And, you know, they're doing all this stuff going against fascism. And now, in their opinion, they're losing their right to abortion years later. Trump appointed almost half the damn court at this point. They fucked themselves over. If, if you know, if, if any of this is real, if they tried to put some spell on this dude, who probably has some magic behind him as well. He's a really good chaos magician. He's a wizard. And now. Yep. Yeah. Or, or yeah, a warlock or a sorcerer or whatever we want to call it. There's something to this, dude. I, and I find it very interesting. You know, the Bible mentions magic many times. And it's like, you know, don't ever mess with white or black magic. It's, uh, it's interesting, man. Later, I can read these, these comparisons of white and black magic. You guys can see what you think about it. But um, it's, it's very interesting. It's something I'm really interested in lately
2: yeah and um you know for me actually it's funny you mentioned that uh time all those witches cursed uh trump or whatever that's actually what got me into magic and spirit you know that whole spiritual occult side like really diving into it more because i saw that and i'm like you know what if they believe it i might as well just you know try the other side right be a good guy magician but protection spells around trump because that's back when i was in the queue <laughs> and shit but um, yeah, I, I, you know, I messed around with it. And I guess, you know, from, you know, from my story as I had a little bit more, I guess, maybe inclin- inclination to that kind of stuff. But um, I, I came to realization that it's not something you should mess with lightly, <laughs> even if it is like positive, because um, you want to clear a space, you don't want to be lazy, like, because I remember uh, um, I was mostly doing divination, but I would do like, you know, spells to like help heal the world and stuff like that i didn't you know i didn't do money prosperity none of that kind of crap i was more like an altruist type magician but i remember just cleaning my altar space one day because i kept it really clean you know um, you know dirt you know i'd clean all the dirt dust and everything but i remember uh i felt a vortex of energy like a little cyclone of energy coming up from the center of my altar table and i and i was like uh that definitely shouldn't be there <laughs> and i got a, a buddy of mine i was like can you feel it put your hand over here and he's like yeah i feel like a heat or whatever and i was like yeah i messed up <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, i guess because you know i would do do the rich you know i'd be super serious i'd take the bath you know all lights out to do it by myself i'd get in like a trance light state you know and almost be um like that, but uh I guess closing down the circles and stuff like that. Uh maybe I got a little lazy one time and didn't really cleanse that send that energy up into the into the matrix, you know, to do what it does. Um uh so yeah I I will say from my experiences that stuff is real and and uh with divination I would uh I would tell people hey you ask God or what you what you what question you want answered. And I'll get the answer for you. And I'd go and I'd do uh, what I did is I did a, a mixture of uh, rune magic and vamp- vampire magic. Because what it was, I'd almost get their, uh, get their permission. And in my mind, like third eye, I'd meditate it. And I'd imagine sucking their life force in to my left hand, you know, because the left hand takes, left hand path. And then the right hand gives. And I would imagine channeling their energy through my body. And out my right hand into the runes. And then once I felt like the bag got nice and soaked up with, with that energy, I'd reach my hand in there and start moving the stones around. And the stone that would be for them would almost stick to my hand like a magnet. Or it would be I try to, you know, I'd push it away and it kind of like flipped back into my fingers or something like that. Mm. And like, okay, that's their stone. And that's how I uh, did divination. And people, people would like. They'd be like, oh, my God, how did you give me this response or whatever? I didn't tell you anything. And I'm like, well, because you, you know, thoughts are, you know how they say thoughts are energy, Um, that when we uh, think of something that we we're we're literally blending that thought into the makeup of the reality. And then someone across the world can think of it, the whole uh, when one person thought of fire, they thought of the wheel somebody on the other side of the world started thinking of it too. So, so you
1: got into all this, Ron, just because you didn't now, I guess the question would be now, did you ever consider using black magic or any of the darker magic?
2: Um, well, when I was a kid and, and this before my whole experience happened, this kind of goes, I was thinking about that because I was really into like Dragon Ball Z which is like an anime, you know, fireballs, oh, yeah. like Street Fighter and stuff like that. Great. And show. I was just thinking about it. If, Like, yeah, that would be cool because that's what we see in the movies and stuff like that. But that would be kind of a shitty thing to just destroy things all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, it'd be cool to throw a fireball, but where are you going to throw that fireball? Do you have a firing range that's safe where you won't destroy shit? It's just dirt mounds. Nobody gives a shit about, or, you know, you can hurt. Them. Like, I don't know if you've seen like the boys or invincibles. Yep. It's like, the, yeah, it's about how like, you know, the dark side of having superpowers yep. <laughs> fighting in a city. You don't see all the hundreds of people getting, you know, killed <laughs> by superheroes <laughs> fighting and stuff. like. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I never, uh, I never did the any dark magic. Uh, never thought about, but I will say, even though I was strictly messing with only altruist magic, the "do as thou wilt" mindset started corrupting me. I will say, like I was slowly be being uh, pulled towards the darker side of things, where I was like, because you try to. Um, You try to, you know, trying to make sense of of things like, okay, why if if God is in control of everything and has this path laid out and stuff like that, then why would he let horrible things happen to good people? You know, well, that was
0: one thing I was finding is that supposedly, you know, we're told that white magic is more powerful. I've found that black magic is much more powerful than white magic and black magic will oftentimes disguise itself as white magic. Um, I was gonna share this with you real quick and see what you thought of this. This is that group, and this just kind of lets you know how corrupted the idea of these witches are. And it's all like a publicity stunt, but they're messing, or not publicity stunt, but it's a gimmick. It's something she's where got the, trying. she's got those Biden eyes,
2: uh-huh. yeah, no
0: kidding. Um, it, these people are tapping into something accidentally. It seems there's this Amanda Yates Garcia. But this is that waft, which is against fascist totalitarianism. And look what the dude's wearing on his head. It's, a, it's the yeah. Pope's hat. You know, it, this is the, the hat of, of Akhenaten. And it's like, dude, no. I mean, if you're if you're trying to do something that's going against society, you're not going to throw that in there. Um, this was some of their stupid spells that they were doing. It's, uh, they were doing a binding spell, trying to bind Trump to himself. Uh, this is the head witch. Uh, you know, doesn't, you know, why, why does she wear makeup? Why does she, you know, make herself look nice if she's actually a witch or she's not like trying to be gimmicky. Like I said, you see her little cards and shit. Um, and then this is based out of Los Angeles, mind you. So, you know, there's a lot of poor people around there living in, in areas like that, dude. Um, just weird to me. And then of course, you know, she's got her all seeing eye here. Um, yeah, man, it's a weird deal to me. It's, it's uh, one of many of these organizations that just seems like they're just straight up taking advantage of people that are just deliberately trying to go against religion because religion's done a lot of harm. And they're going right into the hands of like this dark stuff just to feel like some sense of community.
2: Yeah, and, and um, also like what you were saying, these white girls doing the, <laughs> the magic yeah. wrong, like what that lady said. Um, same thing with me um i don't you know they think oh it's harmless it's just blah 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 but they don't really realize uh the pieces you're setting in motion like you could be asking for something and basically like what i asked for in in a certain thing did happen but it was a very tragic course to those <laughs> positive things happening you know it's one of those kind of things now where did did my magic spell really have effect on reality and shaped it in this way? Would it have happened if I never made that spell? You know, and uh, you know things. It's like that wishmaster thing. Be careful what you wish for. You know, you you'll 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 get it. It just might the path towards it might not have been the one you wanted.
1: Yeah, you got to be careful. The together. strings attached to it, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, there
0: was one thing that I was seeing too about it where. You know, the the black magic, black magicians worship a God that's very jealous and very. So like tying this into the Freemasons, right, how they believe in like Lucifer and Satan as two parts of the same entity. But Satan represents darkness. Lucifer represents light. The, the white magicians worship Lucifer. The black magicians worship, worship Satan. The Church of uh, Satan with Anton LaVey that wasn't so much about Satanism. It was more about black magic. If you look into what they talk about, that's all that it was. You know, they would use sigils and they would get a lot of people together and try and perform dark mass rituals. And um, so that was kind of mind blowing to look into. And then when you think about Satan and Lucifer, which is, again, one entity, that God that they worship is a jealous God. I mean, Lucifer. And, and when I say God, I'm just referring to it the way that they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lucifer is is jealous as hell, man. Like he was he he was God's prized possession until God created Adam and Eve, if we're following the Christian story. And then he became so jealous that he wanted to rebel against God and start his own kingdom. That's why Salolinsky dedicated a book of anarchy to him, right? A radical radicalism. So you know these people saying straight up that they that they follow a jealous God and they have to humiliate themselves. That's where you get your your humiliation rituals or you have to sacrifice um i mean it all it all makes a little bit of sense again i'm just starting to look into it but it's uh it goes pretty deep dude just on the surface even
2: yeah uh um i i would say the reason why they they would say maybe uh black magic is is more powerful in a sense is because um it's there's a gain of of self there's more of a, a visible gain Uh, To that magic,
1: yeah, like a more tangible gain, right?
2: Tangible gain, while um, you know, because you're, it's a service to self um, attitude, and even, even they say, even prosperity magic is a gray area, because yeah, you're, you're not really, because yeah, you get prosperity for yourself, but for you to gain that prosperity, that that means somebody else had to get the shit end of the stick. You got that job. But some guy who's who's struggling to feed his family didn't get it <laughs> you know? yep. so there it's it's kind of a gray area um um what, well I think uh more white magic is is basically what we're doing now uh, 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 a sacrifice of time, effort and uh dedication uh for a better world, not just for us but for our loved ones and future generations this is you know pot conspiracy podcast in a way is a form of of in my opinion white magic but as we can see in a lot of these uh you know clicks and things like that sometimes uh even in like how we say the illuminati and the bad side have factions like you know you have the trump side fighting against the clinton side but they're actually on the same team yeah. it's kind of the same way in the you know this truth or podcast movement where there ends up being factions formed, and you know they're all you know. So it's kind of like maybe in real world aspects, the good guys out there behind the scenes trying to save the world are probably don't get along with the other group of good guys who are out trying to save yeah. the world. They're all fighting against each other and there's because well, they yeah, because obviously um, somebody
1: thinks they have the right way to do it, right? And then somebody else uh-huh. says, "No, I have the right way to do it. Let's do it my way." And th- that's the ultimate battle, and and then ego gets in the way and rather than making a compromise then then the factions split right now now you have two warring factions after the same cause but they're going to fight a, fight each other along the way which is just another distraction
2: hmm. yeah tripping their own self you know tripping the, uh what is it uh ins- instead of seeing others succeed they'll just take them down with them you know <laughs> yep.
0: yeah it's it, it is interesting um man man i uh I don't know if you guys wanted to move away from this magic stuff, but I had this little list of uh, things I found on a website going like white versus black magic. That's kind of interesting. I don't know if you want to look at that or not. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Cause yeah, dude, I think that um, there's some to the idea of white magic being more simple. Um, I was even thinking, you know, when you're, when you create a good, and maybe you create a company around that good right um you're you're taking money of yours and you're turning that into a product and then you're turning that product into a sale so someone else is buying that product and then you're you're basically turning your money your little bit of money into more money right mm-hmm. if you think about it from a real basic perspective yes there's more you know tangible things as matt said that go into it but I mean, if you think about it, turning a dollar into ten dollars, couldn't that be considered magic in a sense? Right. I mean, if you're if you're going to think about it very, very basic, I mean, it's to me. It's, if it's dollars magic. are real. Yeah. If you count dollars as real. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone uses them. Right. I mean, we have to use them, unfortunately, to pay our, our bills, to to light our houses. And, you know, if it's not that, then maybe it's silver. Right. You're turning an ounce of silver into, uh, you know, 10 ounces of silver whatever. Um I think that like when you're gaining things out of it, it seems to it seems to have some sort of magical effect to it. But anyway, yeah, this is it. This is kind of interesting. Like the black magic, it's, it's more magical thinking versus rational thinking on the white magic side um, and jump in either one of you guys, because I'm interested to see what you think about this. Again, this is what I'm kind of talking about in the episode later. Um, another thing. Well, they,
2: <laughs> black my thing is, things. I see uh, well, <laughs> I didn't yeah, go ahead no i was gonna say we're on the white side that says accepting facts like what is a fact
0: (laughs) well a fact would be you know something like uh there there's two genders you know only a man and a female can reproduce and then these black magicians out here are telling us that that that's not the case you know two men can procreate now it's
2: a genuine truth because i guess factly i guess that's a that's a truth that's a true fact because you know according to (laughs) nowadays there's you know 50 plus genders or whatever all this is well and attract. that's
1: that's part of it right ron that's part of their agenda is to create chaos to invert things to change the meaning of words to pervert meanings of things and and that is that's it right there i mean that's what they're trying to they're revolting against nature the natural way of life they don't they don't want any part of that and you know that's why i you know, I got into the, the the Nazi, you know, Operation Paperclip a little bit because that ties into where we are today in the sense of importing all these people to, to undermine all these dark programs. But that goes back to the old world, too. Right. And that's when we started seeing things change, you know, with the Industrial Revolution. You started seeing that revolt against nature. You started seeing the rise of of big cities and and this different way of living where we got out of touch with things. And I think that's that's one of the biggest perversions that they've been able to do is is that bond that humanity has with nature. And and they've just totally taken that and and thrown absolute everything they can into disrupting it. Mm. Yeah, dude,
0: I don't know, man. I mean, think about... All these different ideas, I'm just kind of looking down there and I co- compare them to the government, every single thing, and see, like, because that's the idea here from
1: this article that the government practices black magic. I mean, and it it is. It's to a T. It really is. Go down, Ryan, on black magic down third from the bottom. Imposed chaos.
2: Imposed chaos, <laughs> imposed
0: chaos versus emerging order. I mean, you know, yep. static wishes, utopian in intention. They're trying to create a utopia right now by... Making it so that no one's hungry, making yeah. it so no one's poor, all this stuff that's which literally they could impossible. do.
1: We all know they could do that right now if they decided to. They don't need yeah. our help. They they would take yeah. one or two of those ultra-elites and they could feed the whole world. So I don't want to hear any of that shit. Well, I think
0: the way the reason I say it's impossible is because it would make it so that people's uh people's way of life would be compromised big time like our our lives wouldn't be as good if every single person in the world i think and maybe i'm wrong maybe this is ignorant of me but i think that we would have to sacrifice a little bit for others to live better and i'm okay with that if it would actually fucking happen but it wouldn't you know these people would use our money tell us that they're going to give some of our money to the poor people and then
1: they would just use it for themselves well and and if it's not one group they're going to find another group to manipulate To to put in that situation. Right. I mean, they're not going to stop just because we cure it with one. They're going to keep finding someone. It's it's that, you know, prey instinct they have where they just prey on the weak and and take advantage of situations that they can. You see this here, this double think withholding reason to preserve beliefs. Yep. Think think about what's happened over the last two years. Recession. Right. The word recession, how now they're changing the meaning of it. And, you know, they've done it with how many different words have they changed in this administration? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Worshipping I mean, ignorance,
0: <laughs> worshiping ignorance, coercing with force. I yep. mean, uh, that's that's where we're seeing it right now. Emotional arguments versus rational ones.
1: Um, statistics. Look at that statistics. external rituals of helpless begging prayers. What does that mean? Neo? Oh, it's just, I mean, I I feel like that's just unnecessarily just praying for yourself. You know, it's that whatever you want to happen, that's what you're praying for. It's not, it has nothing to do with the betterment of anything. It's all, it's all self. Cause this is the counter
0: to the white magic here. The internal discipline of self-help and exercise versus that. So yeah, it's exactly what you're saying.
2: Yeah, because um, I was going to say, uh, you know, Zach was here. I remembered it uh, would have been uh, around 2008 or so when I first started getting into conspiracies and and stuff. And, uh, you know, I was straight up admitting to people, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen reptilians or whatever. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, they'd ask me, dude, everyone thinks you're crazy. Uh, I remember my roommate's stuff, a uh, big group chat with me, and they're like, uh, why don't? Why do you talk about this stuff? Uh, you know, uh, billionaires billionaires aren't having elite sex trafficking, dude. Come on, that's crazy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> From what we know now, but um, and I said, well, because if I know this stuff is tr- true, I really believe in. I see all this evidence. If I look away now, that I'm just as guilty. Then uh, that that whole thing where uh, I sacrificed, you know, I, I chose comfort over a better world and and you know for 10 plus years till you know you uh, allowed me to come on your show and start tell, talking some crazy stuff for for the majority of the time people were just ignoring me and um you know as much as i would try to share things it was almost like i'm just talking to empty space and and i remember before i messaged you that first time comedy and showed you you know that so a little bit of that number stuff i i had told myself i'm just not going to talk Try to show this to people anymore because it doesn't, you know, it's kind of like why <laughs> nobody's listening to me and stuff like that. And you know, you were that, you know, that spark, you know, and that's why that's why I knew right away you were a genuine truth caster because you just let some random stranger <laughs> on your show to talk about some crazy things. But, uh, um,
0: you had a good story, man. I think that it's a, it's interesting, and dude. You know, it's it's boring when people just have the same guests on their shows. And I figured, dude, why not just fucking talk to somebody that, you know, maybe 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 he's lying. Maybe he's telling the truth. I actually legitimately do believe you for sure. Like, you've gone on other people's shows and you've talked about the same thing and your story doesn't change. So, you know, that's a that's something that's interesting. And you do know some shit with numbers like there's something that I have. There's a few things, dude that you've told me about that I had never thought about tying together. You know, when, anytime we get together, we talk about numbers in one way or another and it's mind blowing. Cause I am notoriously bad at understanding what the hell the numbers are telling us, but I want to understand it. And I think that, that, I mean, that I'm really happy that you came on dude. And then obviously talking again, it's, it's always a, a good fucking time, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and you know, um, uh, and that's why I kind of, another reason why I did it is because I wanted other people to to step up that, that I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who who ha- probably have more secrets than I do to tell like insider type experiences that aren't willing to make that sacrifice, you know, of, cause now wherever I go, people can look my, look me up and hear me talking about reptilians and, and all this other crazy shit. But at this point I don't really care. <laughs> And I don't want other people to care either. Everyone is too afraid to say shit. That's why with me, I just can't, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna say the shit that people don't want to say, <laughs> and just you know start that start that fire, start that uh, chain reaction, you know, going forward. But I don't know if I rung that up. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But um, it it reminded me of something too. Uh, one of my best friends, he hit me up the other day, and he said, Hey man, have you heard of the Bohemian Grove? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, are you serious? Like, I remember specifically multiple times telling him about the Behemoth Grove, <laughs> and he heard uh, Mark Dice talk about it recently. And now he's all like, "Oh, the Behemoth Grove, Behemoth Grove," and now he's asking me, and that made me realize, dude, because he's my friend and he's seen me get fucked up and talk about stupid shit me saying stuff like that is he's not going to take put any credit to it but if he hears mark dice who he watches on youtube has you know millions of fans or whatever it is yeah now i believe it Hmm. so that's that's the thing it's not really about what you're saying it has to be you have to it has to be like the right person to say it to really make people believe shit like you well, have, and like, it has you're... to be the
1: right time too, Ron. That's <laughs> the uh, other yeah. thing. You know, it's it's the right person saying it at the right time, and who knows that may be you one day, right? And and that's yeah. why we got to keep speaking our truth because it may not be that may not that friend may not be the one that you connect with, right? Specifically, but there may be someone else that hears you down the road, and that and and you awaken that person and and get them, you know, to start thinking otherwise, and that's. That's how I've always approached this is, is listen, man, there's going to be a lot of people that think we're batshit crazy and that's fine because you know what? I think the way they do shit is batshit crazy. You know, (laughs) look at some of these normal people that, that, that live their everyday life and they pray to the corporate God every day when they go into work and, and that's their whole life is their nine to five. And it's like, man, I, I find nothing less stimulating than someone that's just totally absorbed in their job. And that's all, that's all they are. They are their job. It's like, okay, that's great. Good for you. I don't give a shit, you know? And I, I, I find them to be extremely boring. So it's like, you know, to each his own and we all find our groups eventually. Right. I mean, we, we, we all connected eventually and uh, there's a reason for it. And I think, you know, together we, you know, we push each other too. Like you've opened my mind to so many different things, you know, and, and like Ryan said, I don't know shit about numbers, but when I look at your work, I can start seeing connections there. And, you know, that led me to look into Gematria a little bit and, and see what's out there because there's these other things that we haven't been taught for a reason.
2: Yeah, right. they <laughs> a Same very way specific the... reason rockefeller said he only he don't want poets or inventors or thinkers anymore he just wants workers
1: (laughs) well yeah and that's that was nothing new and that's funny you say that because that came up in in mars's book and i just uh i'm working on the second episode right now that i'll put out on friday and uh he was comparing that i forgot who he was comparing it with but there was an older someone from an older time that said a similar quote, you know, and and Rockefeller just updated it to today's version. You know, I don't want a nation of thinkers. I just want a nation of workers. And that's why they have the education system the way it is. And, and so, yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. You know, every, everybody's got their own different thing, you know, everybody, whatever floats your boat. That's the way I look at it now. Before I, I was, I'll admit I was judgmental as hell man and if you didn't check any certain boxes with me i wrote you off oh you yeah. and and now it's like fuck dude the weirder the better let's go let's get weird bring it on yeah <laughs> oh i'm still judgmental but i'll listen i'll
0: listen
2: for sure <laughs> yeah yeah that's what uh, Emmanuel. uh kingman when he had me on his show and he's like the second person talked to talk to he was like dude I, I i was trying to like trip you up and catch you <laughs> you know <laughs> trying to make you trip up on your story and stuff so uh oh I he was that. trying to trip yeah, you, yeah yeah that's cool and i appreciated that because i don't want people to you know just believe me i wanted people to test me and 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 all that and honestly talking to y'all it that was therapy for me because for the longest time it, it was like a traumatic experience. But now that I've kind of got it off my chest and to random strangers, on the internet. <laughs> not just, I'm not saying y'all, but the list, you know, listeners and things like that. Like, it's like, okay, well, that doesn't really bother me anymore. <laughs> like it used to like,
0: well, yeah. And let's like, be real. I mean, we are, we are kind of strangers all of us, right? I mean, we, yeah. we connect through this stuff, but we've never all hung out. You know, like um, I don't have kids, but like I wouldn't just like randomly let one of you guys watch my kids, you know, not that I don't trust you, (laughs) but I I don't fucking you know, we we just talk on the Internet. And that's kind of something that I think, you know, more people need to be honest about when people people are like, dude, you guys are my best friends. It's like, well, you know, I like talking with you, but we don't know each other that well. You know, who knows what kind of skeletons any of us have in our closet? And that's also kind of like a fun thing to do. I might go kill someone right now after we're done talking, you know, <laughs> who knows? Um, but no, I mean, it's just, it's fun to uh, it's, fu- I love talking with people in this community, man. Like me and Matt text about UFC fights, you know, and I don't know if you watch UFC Ron, but you should fucking talk with us oh, yeah, if yeah. you do. Yeah.
2: We- uh, I trained in MMA for like six years. I did, didn't do martial arts like my whole life. Oh, Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah no. so like we'll text during that and like every once in a while we'll we'll like hit each other up about like some some weird shit you know but like dude we've never hung out it'd be nice to one day right i mean it'd be nice to hang out with everybody one day but you know we are kind of all strangers in a sense and this little you know black box that we speak to each other through you know it's uh we're connected a lot of people
2: we're strangers like in that sense but i do really feel like we are like the soul family like oh sure and, and yeah. like uh when they talk about like the elects in the bible like i really do feel like they're talking about truth or podcast what <laughs> what is it <that? laughs> people who are like who write are like truth or podcasters conspiracy oh. podcasters and write like conspiracy books and stuff that's they are the elects that's, are that's we the hard. meek ron are you no, claiming I would...
1: us to be the meek that shall inherit the earth
2: yeah, I really do think so. I really do think uh, the, the the tide is truly turning. I think um, we're definitely a soul family. We are definitely of of the you know cut from the same cloth um, in terms of, of uh, our altruistic uh, goals. You know, and, like, and
1: do you think that's the difference? I was going to ask what it, what is the difference between you know? I, I hate saying sides, but if there's two sides to this. You know, there's the, the the meek, or and then there's the aunt uh, and the other side. What's the difference? Is it that we're kind of into the benefit of everybody, whereas we feel like the other side is more interested in themselves and just acquiring wealth? Whereas I feel like we're more on the natural side of things.
2: Well, we want to we want to uh, we're protectors of the future. While, um, you know, I guess the other side would be more of the slave masters of the future. They're, they're, they're shaping the future in, in the way they want, where they're on top. They got all the power, while us, even though we're more open, like, I don't, yeah, I like the whole, the whole communist idea, socialist idea. Sounds great. But uh, then, like you said, somebody else is going to take control, and then it's just, it's just going to all flip backwards. I'm kind of more like in, a, in the middle like there should be a uh a a sharing and and a giving, you know, a you know, a sacrifice for the greater good type mindset. But at the same time, uh leaders are are needed. For me, I I wouldn't want to be a leader. I wouldn't want to lead people and tell you know, hey, yeah, let's do this and do that cuz shit, I don't even do that shit myself. <laughs> I like, like be the guru who doesn't even take his own advice. No, like but if it's somebody who who, you know, has really put it in and proved themselves, yeah, I will follow that person, you
0: know. Well, that like, that you I, say that Ron, that means that you're more qualified to lead than any of our presidents throughout history. Yeah. I mean, no, all of these <laughs> dude I forget who said it. Maybe it was Jefferson, but it's like, you know, people I don't think it was Jefferson, but it was something along the lines where it's like, you know, people that want to lead should never be in a position to lead. And uh, those who don't want to lead deserve it the most. I forget exactly. It's something along those lines, but it's like, yeah, dude. And I'm not saying you should be president or anything, but I'm saying like, dude, you know, there are, there are a lot of people in positions of power that should not be there. And I don't know what makes a good leader. And I don't think anyone really does because there are different people that lead and they create successful companies and they have their big shortcomings. You know, so I don't know. It's it's tough to know. Were you trying to pull something up, Matt?
1: Yeah, I got it. Speaking of uh, hold on, let me just pull this up here. Leaders who are not fit to lead. Let's okay. go straight to the mayor of New York. Oh when boy. Eric Adams. He has started. Check out this. This is so frigging cringe. I, I I can't even explain it. I gotta just play it. Hey, tap into good health.
0: I never head out without my New York City tap water. Hot outside. I urge every New Yorker to drink up. Tap water is the best.
1: Huh. Drink up. New York City tap water is the best.
0: Now what you should do, Matt, is go to that water site and let's type in a New York City zip code and see what's in that tap water.
2: Yeah. What was that water? Yeah, site? But what he didn't tell everybody is, is his thousand, you know, multi-thousand dollar filtration system for his tap water that yeah. the normal New York citizen isn't going to have. He don't explain that part. <laughs>
0: yeah man um while you're looking if you, do you want me to look for that site man or do you want to look for it because i'm really interested in seeing that i gotta find this hold on okay well what i was gonna say dude um back to like that whole leadership thing and, and like the whole family of, of podcasting i agree for sure that uh i mean dude i talk with you guys more than i talk with uh you know my my friends in this city you know um mostly because i don't really see eye to eye with them in a lot of things but it is interesting that you'll find and like you know, we talk shit about technology a lot and, and, um, you know, the, the social media aspect of things and, you know, it's got its downfalls, but I've met a lot of good people, like really, really cool people that I would love to meet in real life doing this, you know? And I, I, this is the first time that I've been able to like really say that doing a podcast and just talking with random people that, uh, society would mostly call crazy, but, uh, you know, it's fucking cool, dude. I don't know. When are you getting well, back to doing your show, Ron?
2: Oh uh um hopefully I yeah, mean Zach, uh, we got uh some ideas going. Uh got uh gonna do a show with another podcaster up here soon about a uh, pro wrestling. A little, <laughs> little teaser, nice. conspiracy angle with uh pro wrestling and stuff like that, because uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. Not just with you know, you remember the whole NWO. Yeah and the different uh factions, you know, the NWO. <laughs> yeah,
1: Dude, the, there's some crazy shit with that with where the NWO was going to take down the uh the twin towers. You ever look into oh, that?
2: Oh yeah, wasn't it uh Diesel and uh somebody else I can't remember who it was.
1: Yeah. And there they, and the, there was a whole campaign of the NWO taking down the twin towers. It's a little on the nose, isn't it? Jeez.
2: Ooh, yeah and then also how like with idol worship dude honestly when i was a kid i thought the undertaker <laughs> was like a real guy and like the undertaker and the rock, went, yeah and the rock like like when i you know i was like dude the Undertaker, like i didn't think these were like characters i thought these were like real people <laughs> and that's how they lived their life like
0: <laughs> yeah he sleeps in a coffin and <laughs> he just in the morning.
2: he just sleeps in a coffin and kane is really his brother who almost died in the fire <laughs> like. All right. well, and
0: there's some weird stories in there too, like Kane. The whole idea of Kane and the Undertaker being brothers, and like, yeah, yeah. Dude, the Rock didn't really have much of a gimmick, but for some reason, everyone loved that dude. Like me and he was me and my brother's favorite, or my not my brother, my
1: cousin. So oh, all right, here not. we go,
0: dude.
1: All right, let's type in. Do we know a New York City zip code? Yeah, I I just used ten thousand and one. That's one of the Manhattan codes. Okay, so we got ten exceeded ewg health guidelines 18 total contaminants okay all right Ooh. so now we start getting into bromo chloromethane 73 times Chloroform. give me cancer 80 times uh chloroform yep 80 times the chloroform.
0: is not the stuff where you hold it up and it's it the rape drug
1: out? yeah so you
2: knock people out or whatever.
1: yeah uh oh look at this Heliocytic acids 379 times 892 times uh, for what limit. for what's that holy shit <laughs> halo haloacetic hel- acids okay Jeez. and then you have uh trihalomethanes 254 times and trichloracetic acid 228 times the legal limit so listen to Eric Adams and get that tap water New Yorker drink, that yummy NYC tap water. I want to just try one more because that one that's- You
0: know there's something really interesting about yeah, 8 million people served. That's quite a few people. That's more than my water company. My water company's worse than them though. But um there's something very interesting going on with water right now for sure. Um, they're they're talking a lot about Lake Mead and how that's at the lowest levels it's ever been. And um, there's just a lot of that guy from uh, the big short. He's now, you know, the guy that predicted the 2008 mortgage meltdown and shit. He's investing most of his money in clean water. Um, So there's something kind of freaky going on with that, for sure. I don't know if you've thought about that much. Well, if you if you follow Q, you are supposed to follow the water. I was supposed I... to watch the water, but I
1: didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I think, you know, they've been fucking with the water since they started putting fluoride in it, you know, and and that was just post World War Two and everything else they've done to it. It's it's all part of this agenda. I mean, people Talking wanna... more about the
0: supply, though.
1: You know, I think the supply I is going think... to be a jeopardy. I think they're going to try, but there's nothing they can do it's water, man. It's everywhere. It's above us. It's below us.
2: Yeah. It's in us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It runs the planet. I think it's another one of those fear porn tactics that they have, like they're going to try and make it scarce, but there's only so much they can do before it's, it's going to collapse. They're trying too many things at once. Right. There's so much chaos going on right now. You know, they're trying to claim climate change, um, you know, which used to be global warming. Right. And then they couldn't sell that because go look at the map of the highest temperatures on record around your in your state. And most of them are probably pre-World War One or at least pre-World War Two. Um, so this idea that we're hotter than it's ever been is bullshit. Um, they're just putting it in our head, it's it's another agenda. I mean, look at what they do to the weather maps right? Growing up as a kid, there was never colors on the weather maps. There was your region and numbers that would tell you what (laughs) now they're giving you oranges and reds to make it seem like it's so fucking hot out. And guys, guess what? In the summer, especially here in New England, it gets in the nineties for a couple weeks every year. It's not, it's nothing out of the ordinary, but on the news, they're going to make it sound like it's never happened before. Now, That's the same bullshit they pull on the other end in the winter when we get a snowstorm up here. They act like we've never had snow before and that it's going to be an apocalypse (laughs) every time it's going to fucking snow. And we've you know, whether it's one inch or a blizzard, they're going to sell it to us so hard. And you watch the same people every time that morning they will be at the grocery store. They'll be buying their milk. They'll be buying some water and they'll be buying some eggs. And it's like hmm. the same shit every time because they buy into the fear and they have this, you know, they're, they're not dumb, right? The people that are doing this are not stupid and they, ha- they know the techniques they've been studying us for how many thousands of years to be able to manipulate us. Yeah. Yeah. It is tapping into the culture and using like pop pop culture
0: icons, like uh Leonard Nimoy. In yeah, the It's 70s. all the
1: Tavistock stuff that you talk about, right?
0: Yeah, man, I wish that I understood that more, though, because it's so deep. I don't think that any of us, like, you know, alone, and it goes back to Ron's point of, uh, you know, hopefully more people will look into this stuff and share what they might know or how they might relate to it. Because, yeah, dude, I don't think anyone can know what the hell Tavistock's really up to, man. It's it's really, really deep stuff. But, um, yeah, there was something. I, sh- I need to freaking start writing down my freaking uh, ideas when they pop into my head like you do. Because, yeah, my shit just vanishes once we start talking <laughs> about
1: something else <laughs> i forgot what it was you're talking about ron and more people getting into this stuff so that they could get their eyes on it and their perspective yeah, yeah. but it was something before that but go ahead ron
2: no i was just gonna say um everybody uh it, it it's a process right with everything um uh it's yeah, we have to believe in ourselves, what we think, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm out there saying, yeah, I'm promoting spirituality and, and, and all this kind of stuff. But I'm with you also on that. It's kind of turning things really culty. Yeah. Like, um, so now you don't want people too far into the spirituality and too far into that woo-woo stuff. Now they're no longer grounded in logic and they're not uh, applying that, that into this reality you know oh i don't i don't care about what goes on in this world because it's not even real anyways i'm just a fractal of this bigger it's like it, it when you get too far into the spiritual and why they push it so much is it is it makes the reasons to be here and the things that we do here seem not so important when really it is important because uh yeah i i do believe that um the real reality isn't this physical reality, but at the same time, I feel like it's important for us to uh, come here and shape it into um, the way it's truly supposed to be designed, which is there's um,
1: there's that meme out there, Ron, right. That has, you know, on one side, it has all these company logos, which probably every kid can identify. And then on the other side, it has five different leaves, And, you know, nobody can probably, you know, 2% of America could identify those five leaves, right? But those five leaves could be healing. They could be, we're Mm. not taught that stuff. We're taught the corporate logos. We're, you know, we're indoctrinated with commercials and advertising and consumerism from the start. And I think that's the major perversion of this realm right now is the idea of consumerism and that you have to have more and it's never enough. And dependability. Yeah, you should never be satisfied, you know, and it's like, no, man, that's kind of the devil that's talking to you. That's the one that's pushing you beyond what you need. You know, there's a reason why you you can be given a certain amount out there and and we can get everything we need from nature, but they want to they want to create this false world where everything's fake and made of plastics and, you know, replaceable and I don't know.
2: And that, uh, my thing is, is that it, it, uh, wealth and, and, uh, this material thing, it, it shows who you are. It shows in our society value, the value of the individual. When, you know, you can have, yeah, it's, it, you know, we think of, uh, you're, you're not, your life ain't worth shit if you weren't a millionaire or you didn't have all these cars or houses and stuff like that. But I've known people who were not millionaires, but who were, hugely influential on people's lives where they'll live the rest of their lives thinking about this per, or, you know, having the lessons the, that they've inspired to them and pass it on to their kids. And then that whole, so, uh, you know, material obtainment it's how we're forced to think that that's, that's the human value and human value is how much have you done for the world and the future. Yep of the world that's that's how i view value you mm. know that um the timid souls who are afraid to you know to stand in the arena you know <laughs> i would rather just sit on the sidelines and watch the show instead of jumping easier. in here
0: it's easier to do
2: <laughs> it's easier to just sit and watch the show
0: well you know i was gonna say too and you brought up those logos matt that you know everyone could recognize there's some really good symbolism and and this is only a few of them but What I was going to ask you was, uh, do you think, you know, when you're talking about how they're throwing so many things at us right now, do you think that that is intentional to try and make us ask for some entity like the United Nations or the World Economic Forum or some larger group than just the United States government? All, you know, if the United States government is screwing us over so hard from so many different angles and more and more people get on the boat to be asking for the united nations to rescue us do you think that that could be kind of like the the ushering into the the one world government and all that stuff or do you think that that's far fetched
1: no i don't think that's far fetched at all i think that's part of the idea behind it right is that they want to make things so chaotic and get people in such a frenzied state that they want them to be fearful, right? That's the end goal of them. Because if people are fearful, then they're more manipul uh, manipulable, and and they're also more compliant usually, right? Because they're just looking for that savior, that thing to make it end. And I think I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get people to, you know, just acquiesce, just give in, and say, okay, I'll, whatever you want, just make it stop, and. You know, I think there's a lot of people that would right now, if you asked them, they would sign the dotted line, they'd sign their soul over and their family. And they have many of them did, you know, in the last two years by taking an experimental medical procedure. And they took that chance to say, you know, hoping that if they did this thing for the government, it would end. And they, we've seen it's not going to end. And what they did, who knows what's going to happen to them? Yeah, it seems to be getting worse
0: with the, I mean, I don't know where you guys sit on the whole monkeypox is actually like an adverse reaction to the vaccines, but um, it makes sense. I mean, I haven't gotten monkeypox yet. Knock on wood. I've had COVID. I think you been twice. banging any dudes. I'm not fucking any asses or anything. Well, not even pretty girls. good. It's
1: so far, so good. That's the only, that's the only way to get monkeypox. If you read the news right now is
2: yeah. just butt sex. Well, that was the whole thing with AIDS too, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's what it is. This is AIDS 2.0, right? That's what it sounds like and 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 I saw today in the paper, actually, New York City considers it a uh, emergency now. So, well the
0: the CDC designated it a, a, a pandemic again, right?
1: Or no. Or an emergency. I don't know if it was a pandemic. Okay. Yeah, and then the World Economic Forum. Is also what I saying. laugh about is—is is I don't know how, what the numbers are now, but when Ron did his show last week, we were at eighteen thousand cases, five right? deaths. Yeah, eighteen thousand cases is now a worldwide health warning. Like I no. don't get that. Look at the percentage <laughs> of eighteen thousand out of seven billion. It just doesn't make any sense, and. They're they're scared again. It's a game they're playing. You hear the number sixteen or eighteen thousand in your head. That that seems like a big number, but then you don't think that's worldwide. That's out of seven billion people. That's you know I can't even tell you. I I, I looked. I did it on the calculator, and I think it was like eight or nine zeros before. Ran you got, out of zero space before you got to a number. Yeah, that's how low of a percentage it is. It's like it's just retarded. It well, it sense should sense. be yeah. deaths.
0: It should be deaths that we're concerned about, not cases. So,
1: but that's not a big five. enough number, Ryan. Five is not going to scare anybody, right? Hey, it scared the shit out of a lot of people with Ebola when two people had Ebola in the United States. That
0: scared the shit out of people, me included. I was yeah. like, "Fuck, dude, Ebola." You know what I mean? This was a while ago. Dude, I, I refuse.
1: I refuse to buy any of their bullshit anymore. Like any of these viruses, like swine flu, all that shit. I just laugh. I mean, the last thing I even gave a little consideration to was Y2K. And that was because my father was going in a panic because he worked for <laughs> IBM at the time and Like they considered, they thought the world was going to end, you know, they thought the whole computer world was going to end and everything. The banking system was going to mess up. We were going to go into full on, you know,
0: satellites are going to
1: fall. Ad max. Yeah, everything. And, uh, and ever since then, I'm like, okay, if they lied about Y2K and and that was a big nothing burger, everything else is just going to be the same bullshit. They're just trying to scare us.
2: Ebola didn't freak you out a little bit. Not one bit okay well yeah, the, I, the thing what's scaring you is they they keep you on the oh i'm sorry <laughs> no, you know what scared me more than
1: ebola was mad cow disease
2: yeah that's, well they blame that on canada they blame that out yeah. alberta
1: and, right? and that's that's, that's like the only Idaho. thing i even considered was a little mad cow because i love beef but yeah i don't i mean all this shit is uh, the shortages the all this stuff you see there's going to be a shortage of halloween candy now like hershey says they're oh, not gonna... well that's probably a good thing for the united states well and there's that's what a, i'm saying like we're going to be depressed that we can't load up on obesity and uh you know just getting our sugar fix
2: well um we th- we should be focused on uh the negatives because it's a survival tactic you know like the um, uh you know when in the wild we're out focusing on danger right even when you're in, in general public you should be when you're in general public by yourself in a in a more heightened state of awareness because you're alone, you're, you're you know you should be scanning your environment and looking for danger that's just you know proper defense tactics but when you're so constantly focused on uh, that survival mechanism you don't you forget about the living mechanism and now you've now when they get us on fear and, and things like that fear 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 all the time, your whole life has flown by you and you never got a chance to actually live it. So it's, it's, um, while, you know, they, you know, the rich elites, they, you know, they got the secret, they're living their lives and they're, they're doing what they want to do. You know, it's, it sounds sick and twisted, like, oh, um, well, what they want is power and control and this and that, but they love doing it, you know, (laughs) like they, they want it, like they, they love their, what they're doing to us, you know, they uh, a psychopathic serial killer they they love those actions so as us in this community and the people here we need to love um you know helping the world love love to sacrifice um a little Dude, bit that's others.
1: beautiful right there
2: ron and and
1: i just actually i just watched a documentary this weekend on netflix with my son it's called uh, my octopus teacher I don't know. Um, any my girlfriend guys... tells
2: me about that all the time
1: dude you got i highly recommend this this is like i thought i heard somebody else talking about it and i'm like okay i'll give it a shot because i thought the guy had the octopus in like his house and he was like teaching bullshit <laughs> uh but no it's about this guy who he's he's just struggling like he grew up in this area in in what's called a kelp forest and mm. and like he grew up around there and he got he got into like business and you know he was miserable with his life and he was just trying to find it and he he found happiness by going and getting back into the water. So what he would do is every day he would go back into the water and he would video. And what he started doing was learning about you know what was going on under the water and how you know amazing the ecosystem was down there. And he came across this octopus and the octopus he followed it. I think almost a year or a little over a year every day he was down there and he would find this thing and he'd follow it around and you know you see it every every now and then he'd get attacked and and he'd still follow it and he followed it all the way through its whole life and uh and it's just an amazing and he gets down to it and he he talks about how this is what we're meant to do you know we're meant to understand nature we're meant to understand that we're a part of this right our we're not just here to watch and and we're here to participate this is why Mm -hmm. we're here now you know this is our ecosystem this is not just meant for us to spectate we're supposed to be involved in this and take take care of it take pride in it Mm. that's crazy it sounds like it's probably like a little sad too yeah, you get choked up at the end a little bit, but then they then they zing you at the end with another like happy, like think about this, it could be this kind of thing. But we no, I mean <laughs> and, and like honestly, though, the first like 35 minutes are pretty boring. It's just getting into a story. Once you get to the like the 45 minute mark, the last 45 minutes of it, holy shit, man. I'm like on the edge of my seat, white knuckling it at some points and just watching. So I it's it's worth it. Did your son enjoy it too yeah he thought it was really cool he he loves nature. We usually watch uh shark we're big week? In, like the lion videos oh okay he's big into lions and uh monkeys he likes like monkeys too um he we got into shark week I think when he was real little uh we did a week of that, and he's like, yeah, it, give him an animal and he'll he'll go in on it like he loves you know obviously his dog he's into dogs, all that shit.
2: Yeah, I like seeing uh, relationships between uh, multiple animals and stuff like that. Like, the, I've been seeing this one on Instagram about like a, a tur- tortoise, who was, who's like friends with a little Chihuahua dog. <laughs> like, that's awesome, <laughs> buddies, and they hang out and stuff. And it makes you think, like, like what you're saying, like, uh, like yeah, we're different species and stuff like that, and we're a sentient beings. But I don't know, like, you know, what's what's the version of sentience? Because these animals can love us back i mean yeah. if they can love does that mean that they're in their own way like sentient intelligent as life yeah. as well you know like, and
1: that's what this guy was saying about the octopus they developed a relationship like where he yeah, yeah. felt like he could read her energy and 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 it was amazing you know and you could the story that he was telling while you're watching it you're like oh i believe this i'm buying this right now and he connected with that octopus and i'm like thinking i'm like you know, and, and watching it like you're rooting for a fucking octopus, you know, like when it's intense. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, man. You got this!" <laughs> and, I'm, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, I eat calamari all the time. And that's, yeah. funny. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's I'm, squid, I'm, though. Octopus. This, yeah, I, I just but I'm saying it's in, in this movie, I'm rooting for this animal. But then all of a sudden he makes you realize at the end of it, each one of these animals is just as important as the other because they all play their role in the system. And it's yeah. like so. You shouldn't be just rooting for one animal. You should be rooting for them all because in the end, they all have to interact for it to work. Well, it's because the story's following that octopus. That's why that that's what makes you root for it, right?
0: If it was following a a tiger, and you know you would you would want the tiger to eat an antelope, <laughs> but if it was following an antelope, you'd want that antelope to evade the tiger. It's yeah. it's it's like we put our our emotions behind whatever the story is following same you know in a cartoon or any of these things and it is interesting to see you know different animals interact but then that when once they're domesticated how they interact i don't know if you've seen that video of like the the little lion or tiger or something laying down on a couch and there's a chimpanzee slapping it like it's like picking it it's like picking at its side and then the tiger like goes up to kind of like bite it not to kill it but just to be like you know leave me alone And then this chimpanzee slaps the shit out of this tiger and the tiger just lays back down. And it's like, dude, if that was in the (laughs) the wild, that's not how that would go down. (laughs) you know? So it's very interesting how domestication messes with these things. I think we as animals have been domesticated, right? I think that that society would be so much different. This goes without saying, but society would be so much different. You wouldn't have your, your man bun wearing dudes and your, your hippies out in a in a, you know, actual like
1: animalistic society. Yeah, you and wouldn't have your strong pur- purple, purple and pink haired abortion activists out there screaming at the top of their lungs. They'd be they'd die first. They'd be well, they'd be dying to
0: have a kid. Right. Like that would be what it would be. It'd be like like these abortion activists would be wanting to reproduce yeah. out there in the wild. I mean, because that's the goal of any of any animal is to reproduce. And so it's very, again, satanic to 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 do to do like abortion or to like fucking fight for that it's very strange to me I'm kind of neutral on the whole abortion thing personally but there's something very dark about fighting for abortion it's like why don't you just either fix yourself right like make it so that you can't have kids or or maybe stop fucking you know my,
2: my thing too is uh what's worse the the lady who goes and gets an abortion or lady who has three kids but then drowns them in the car because she loses her shit Dude,
1: a we we just <laughs> we just had that in my one of my old hometowns oh uh, damn woman woman killed three of her kids and then mm-hmm. hung herself i say they're both sick man you know yeah. obviously
0: abortion's a little different i mean i i i understand where people come from with abortion dude but um fighting for it is just so interesting it, it's- that's
1: the part i don't get the part where you're out in the street like cheering it on and like getting in people's faces that i want to kill babies like what yes what mentality do you i don't understand that mentality whatsoever like that that rooting it on listen there's certain circumstances i have no issue with it happening right i mean so be it it's if that's her choice that's her choice but you know to be out there cheerleading for it i mean that's just fucking disgusting I can't psychopathic even and,
2: and uh psychopathic and also uh just des- desensitizing them to to other human beings as life like for instance as to why uh Certain people are able to do harm to animals or chop up, you know, butcher up, uh, you know, a, a cattle or something like that. But um they can't hurt a, a human being. It's because to them that that animal is isn't even on their level of of life or or, you know, reason for being alive. And they're just important. They, you, yeah. yeah. you can just do whatever you want. So well, they, the, the
1: abortion people are like the opposite of that. Right. They're they're mm-hmm. probably they want to kill babies, but they're probably the ones that are on PETA.
2: Yeah, yeah, which is they're a on... <laughs> fucking
0: backwards ass thing <laughs> too. PETA, you know PETA, how bad they are oh, about yeah. protecting animals' rights. You know, it is it is th- there is the Red Cross.
1: Let's put it. Yeah, that.
0: well, they're all virtue signaling things, man. You, you you like the idea of the Democratic Party being the party of the people and people's rights, and you like the idea of PETA being the people. Against freaking uh, mistreatment of animals, whatever the fuck it stands People for. For
1: the ethical treatment of animals. There
0: you go. Ethical yeah. treatment. So it's um, I can sit here and uh, I'm not going to use myself in this example, but someone could sit here and say that they love kids. And then while they, you know, get you to subscribe to their fucking, you know, daycare or whatever, they're taking advantage of the kids, you know? Like, all you need to say is, like, you know, we, we protect the weak or we protect uh-huh. so-and-so. And as long as they, they have made a name for themselves by doing that service, then, I mean, they can really get away with some shit. Same way that the Vatican does it. They're, they're like this, this holy Dude, house.
1: It's they crazy to say that because I, I was just uh, doing um, my uh, second episode and it came across this place. Have you ever heard of uh, Colonia Dignidad? Or the dignity colony down in Chile. No, um, uh-huh. it was something the Nazis. Well, uh, a Nazi uh, escapee, Paul Schaefer, set up down in Chile um, af- right after World War II. And I was there's a six like six part documentary on uh, Netflix on it that I just found today. And I start watching it, and the first thing that it's about is this dude was just getting these like eight to 12 year old boys and he was bringing them in his bed with him Mm. and molesting them and shit. And, and then he set up this hospital for kids and he would dress in his, in white doctor's gear. Now, mind you, he was never a doctor in the war. He carried fucking stretchers. He, he didn't, he wasn't a doctor of any sorts, but he opened this hospital and he would bathe all the kids personally. Mm. And like all That's this fun. sick shit, and it's always comes back, you know, like to that whole pedophilia shit, and it's so wild that even going back way back it you know it's been going on as long as time, dude, at the bottom of society, it is always the the crowning
0: achievement of these people is is it's human currency is what it is it's you know to tie it back to what we were talking about with black magic, it seems to go back to taking advantage of weak and who's oh. weak. It's usually children, right? And it's usually women. And then there are some men that probably really don't have place in this world if they can't fucking fight for themselves. They're, the men are supposed to protect the women and children. I'll stand behind that idea yep. forever. Yeah. I don't care if, uh, you know, a disabled man can fight pretty well compared to a woman yeah. or a child. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the role of men in society. And, and that's not to say that, that children don't have their place and absolutely not to say that women don't have their place, dude. They're, very i mean you, you can take one woman and and um i mean you can create a lot of shit with with this one single person right so it's it's i don't know when when these roles in society start flipping around or getting blended together that's when it starts falling apart it
1: seems well and what you see with a lot of these guys too is as soon as you know obviously they're, they're going to say oh if you say anything will kill you or you know stuff like. but as soon as any word comes that they're going to have to face repercussions for their actions they always run they always flee these guys are the biggest cowards ever they never they're not these you know big guys and that's why probably they prey on the week because that's yeah. the only one they can get away with it on they're not going to get away with it with another adult so they got to do it to kids
2: Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of true crime stuff, man, and it's really, it's really sad, like, a lot of the uh, brutality that happens in the world for for the most minute reasons. Like, somebody who's a sick pervert, they take a, a young kid's life for a few moments of self-gratification, Yep, you know, and they're sick all twisted away. And they just basically, like, that person's life who could have grew, grew up and did a bunch of great things is snuffed out. For this person's self-serving actions, that's how, you know, um, that's really how you look at the at the lowest level, like at that lowest sick, twisted level. That's how these elitists think. It's the same kind of thing. They don't care about what ha- who who has to suffer as long as they get what they want. And you seeing that passed down into through culture, and you see a lot of young people satisfying their needs and not caring if you know they, they'll go 150 miles per hour down down the, a highway because it's fun not caring about who's on the road or whose life is is uh you know on the lines and um that's what a lot like honestly like it, and uh it, it's it's sad because it happens good things happen to bad people and, and uh I mean bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people same thing good things happen yeah same thing good things do happen to bad people and
0: I'm not laughing at your story Ron I'm laughing because <laughs> right now it it's it looks like you're a witness and like a witness protection because you're talking about like all this shit and you're not I can't see your face it's oh, like just <laughs> And it's, it's just funny to me where it's like <laughs> you're talking about, like, uh, bad things happen to good people. And it's just like <laughs> <to> the <laughs> I just there's something like, like real, like true crime about that.
2: It's true funny. Yeah, <laughs> my phone uh, the charger sucks. And it, if I don't have it this certain way, it won't charge.
0: Why do you watch true crime? If you don't mind me asking, because it does seem like it's a big energy harvest if people get into that cuz um, i've 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 caught a couple of programs and it's um every time i watch like 15 minutes of it i'm like dude change this shit you know yeah, the, yeah, white yeah. women like the one here white women seem to love this shit and it's like dude this is not i i don't understand the obsession with it well
2: um, yeah, do. my popped my... <laughs> in here she's talking shit i do not like true crime shit go away go away. <laughs> I've, I've always uh been just just interested in 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 psych the psychological aspects of things and like why people tick the way to do and and that's for me saying um i talked about in reality stars like you know i i remembered my innocence getting stripped away from me by learning about things people do in this world oh, like sure. uh, you know like i remembered uh, i was watching one of the friday the 13th movie and, and there was some like weird like incest like scene thing and i remember being like what the fuck people mm. people like have sexual things towards their family like for me too i didn't know about slavery until the sixth grade because i like uh I moved over i lived in california when i first came to america and i moved over to, to georgia you know deep down south <laughs> yeah. and you know it was friday and they're talking about it and i remembered like stopping the class like the teacher like whoa black people were slaves like hold on like and she's like she's thinking like are you joking with me and i'm like no i remember like crying like breaking down crying in class cuz it just horrified my my psychology to know that other human beings could enslave another human being first you know like that just blew my mind and uh so that's why like with the true crime and all this other kind of stuff it's to understand mm you know, it was, it's more just a way to understand, like, the psychology of people. Not just that, but that's why I'm so interested in, uh, you know, not only just because of my dad, but that's, you know, special forces or that military, you know, or or even elite athlete mindset. You know, um, it's it's just, uh, you know, just to see how people, different people tick. And for me is, uh, I know, the reason with the true crime is I know that, even even people that you feel are closest to you you have to be you know cautious of their intentions you know like that's why for me um the thing i'm most grateful for in my life is the people that i i am involved with in my direct life my my family members yeah we all have our problems right issues and stuff but none of them are psychopathic murders that i know of (laughs) yeah (laughs) and neither would that's the whole thing about a psycho though is they're really good at hiding it that i would do that but i've i've actually met people like and partied with people who i found out later on were complete dirtbags and who did horrible things and if i knew about the things they did when i was partying with them i would probably just beat the shit out of them you know but yeah and uh that's why uh with me you you can never know who the monsters are. And then like, like you're, what you're saying that the antichrist, he might pop up and say, Oh, I'm, I'm pro abortion, you know, or, or, uh, I'm pro, uh, equal rights. And I'm for all this and the, and, and it comes off as to the, to the sheep as something really good. Mm -hmm. This guy is really, really good and blah, blah, blah. But to us, obviously we know he's not, uh, his intentions aren't in the right places. So that's,
0: yeah, man. I mean, uh, there was one thing I found out—not to make a joke or anything—but there was one thing I found out that uh, that two girls, one cup movie, right? Uh-huh. I, I, I know this is a weird segue, but that, that that girl, one of the girls in there, died two days later from dysentery, and yeah. everyone is like fucking watching this video and laughing about it, and like some sickos are beating off to it. Uh-huh. And dude, this girl died two days later after making that video because she was doing that nasty stuff, right? I don't think that they were doing that on their free will. That doesn't like, that looks like some sort of black magic ritual right there too. So, you know, there's, there's just like this weird thing where, you know, with Pornhub how prevalent that is in society, you never yeah. really know what you're looking at. Right. That's why I enjoy the milfs, the usually, and the mm-hmm. established porn stars. I don't really go for like the homemade stuff. Um, you know, the, it seems like a lot of these people get taken advantage of, man. and And I don't, understand how like i i I, we did an episode early on that Pornhub seems to be some sort of nsa trap like a honeypot thing yeah or a cia honeypot thing where you go on there it's It's well not only there's a ton of free porn sites but going on there and like beating off to a chick that looks like she could be 15 or 16 is is uh it's i think it puts you on the radar Right. And there's big oh. porn stars out there like that Piper Perry girl. She yeah. looks like a fucking kid, dude. And it's like, why, why is that even attractive to a to an adult? Um, there's a few others out there that are, you know, very s- small frame, you know, young looking face. There seems to be something there on that site specifically where it tries to trap people or or at least kind of like know like what you're kind of. Already interested in in a, in a way. I don't know. I know that that's a weird segue, but it just seems like a yeah a very strange.
2: Well, I always thought about that. Like, what if uh like uh, the big internet hack, right, where everybody's search history for the past year gets released online? How right. many people are like having well, to explain themselves? That's like greatly.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's like what was it back in I don't know, probably two thousand tens. Maybe later, it was probably around like Sandy Hook. Remember, they had that Ashley Madison site oh, that yeah, yeah. released all the email addresses of the guys that were on there. And like mm. I remember it was like mainstream news that all these guys were, you know, their wives found out and they were fucked. Hey. I'll tell you right now, I like
0: uh dick sucking videos and I like uh <laughs> a lot of mouth stuff, and I like girls with the big boobs and big asses, mostly dick sucking videos though. You know, those are my favorites.
2: So, well, you know, it's me, out there. To me, it also uh what well, what it did with me, I, I, there was a degrading aspect of it, you know, that uh you you almost try to just like in the movies, you you think like the you know, people will think like in the movies, oh I could just shoot a you know, back in the day you didn't think, Oh, you had to reload the gun. Yeah, same yeah. thing, same thing with the porns. There's like a Degrading aspect and things like that when um really like i don't know like that kind of stuff there's something very there's a dark energy to that to that you know like there's a difference between fucking and fucking is not bad and <laughs> not saying that there's a difference between fucking and like you know making love like true when you're actually with someone you truly care about yeah. and they care about you and you have a passionate moment together there's there's a real energy and and a melding of, of like spirits, you know, that's like, that's why sex is, you know, was always seen as a uh, sacred act and everything like that. But now you have dudes pulling it out the butt and <laughs> <laughs> shooting Dude, I was, I was,
1: I was so disappointed to find out. I listened to the uh Janet had a miss Janet on deplorable nation had a show with our buddy catalyst. And they were talking about the porn industry, and and Janet was saying how it's not even real jizz; it's like Lubriderm mixed with like some sort of oil to make it yeah. look like a thicker load. It's not even real jizz that they shoot on most of these girls' faces and in their mouths. Yeah. Bad time, man. We're not even getting real jizz anymore. Well, I don't know. I would push like... back on that. <laughs> I think that there's, I mean, there's some real, sh- there's some real loads dude like not i I bet you more more often than not your eyes would deceive you ryan huh i don't know for me man i
2: remember when i lost my virginity man that was like the one where i was like how do i get this to stop (laughs) (laughs) and you're always (laughs) i think it's broken (laughs) (laughs) making a way bigger mess than i
1: wanted (laughs) oh dude that's hilarious
0: that's so funny. <laughs> it is interesting to think about that. Like the first time that you do shoot a load, yeah. it's very, very fucking weird to think about. Cause yeah, you don't even expect that to happen. And yeah. then out of nowhere, it's like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man.
2: Yeah. But yeah, from what we're going back into the Pornhub thing, but I definitely feel like what they're doing is it's a degradation of society. It's uh, um, making sex uh, more of a, an action of lust than an action of love. So, it's a
1: gluttonous thing, right? It yeah. Also, it's,
0: it's it's just yeah. like
1: having it available. Oh boy, here we go. Speaking of gluttony, we got the king of gluttony himself right here. All right. What's this? This is, remember how you've been talking about liquid death? Yeah. A, cu- a couple of the master Well, so this is the latest liquid death commercial. Hi, I'm comedian, Midwest sex
0: symbol, and liquid death thirst ambassador, Bert Kreischer. You know, a lot of people ask me, hey, Bert, how do you get a body like that? Well, in my new Body by Bert workout video, we'll cover key sequences like couch lunges. Uh-huh. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Marglyphs podcasting, I'm a loser, and whatever the f- this is. <laughs> so come on, join me. Let's get you the Burt Body your dreams today. Visit liquiddeath.com right now to order your very own Body by Burt on video cassette or stream the full 10-minute workout right into your home. And for a limited time, get the Burt Pro Model Power Briefs autographed by Burt himself. Come on, what are you waiting for? Look like Burt Kreischer today.
1: That's weird, dude. Dude, I I don't know what to think of that. I was like, wow, that's a weird ass commercial. It's funny
0: out of context, but then when you know, because I I I, mean, I like Burt Kreischer. Like, yeah, I think he's, he's hilarious. Funny. That Russian. show, uh, Bert the Conqueror, is awesome. Right? I don't know if you've <laughs> yeah. seen that, where he like writes oh, yeah, all the theme parks. His old show, yeah,
1: yeah. On, like, I mean, Discovery Channel or not Discovery Travel? Sure. Yeah, it was.
0: Well, yeah, one of those. And yeah, no, I I like him. Um, yeah, that's very strange. There's something I'd have to watch it a couple of times and I don't want to watch it more than once. No,
1: you don't want to see it. <laughs> it's the second time I've seen it and that's twice too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, no, there's some, there's some kind of undertone. The mixing, the pink and the blue
0: for sure is very interesting. And then just the whole... Yeah,
1: it, that's a weird one
0: for sure, man. Yeah. Strange.
1: Well, on that note... It's been real, my friends. Let's uh wrap it up here and we will uh, Ron, let him know where we can find the imaginarium of thoughts
2: and all your um, great work. Um, you know, you can find me on uh, you know, uh the imaginary thought on all the different uh podcasting uh places and it's kind of been a little, uh, break or whatever for a while, I guess, I guess for a lot of people, July or whatever, was just kind of a shitty month for putting, you know, doing stuff, I guess everyone's <laughs> too busy enjoying the summertime or just, you know, like for, I, you know, I know Nico's got, you know, is kind of saying the same kind of thing, uh, from upstate or whatever, but, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, from the imaginary of thought and I do a show with uh, two childhood friends of mine, uh, Zach who was here earlier, but he bounced out <laughs> and uh trey um we're varying levels of of uh truthers like uh i'm you know i've gone balls deep into some occult stuff and trey he's really into um cryptids and things like that, and Zach is into like aliens he's zach is more of the uh, uh i guess the the least uh crazy looking one out of us i guess he was the one um you know we're we're you know i sound like oh i'm a truther and i know all this shit and stuff like that i used to be into the q movement i used to call zach up and be like bro they got him. they're in guantanamo bay <laughs> start, start prepping for two weeks man it's gonna happen man martial law so obviously i don't know you know <laughs> i don't know uh everything you know what i mean question everything uh but yeah, so uh, <laughs> I've been—I've been, I've been that, I definitely have been that uh, crazy conspiracy guy uh, as well. So, but uh, yeah, that's me. And I appreciate you, uh, you uh, for having me on again, Matt.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got to get it. We got to get Zach a good connection. And get him back on too with you.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, f- I felt like uh, he would have clicked with y'all and everything. He's a real chill dude. And to to say, you know, why we've been friends for such a long time is because I just knew. Uh, He's a good dude and he's got a, uh, you know, good heart and and, uh, he's not a evil psychopath that I know of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he seems like a great dude. Yeah.
2: Yeah, From what I
1: know of him, he didn't kill any cats as a kid, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, man. Good stuff, dude. Nice. Rye, anything you got going on? Just the same
0: old stuff, man. It's always a great chat. I say that every week because it's uh, it's just always fun, man. You never know what you're going to get into here on the debaters, so it's always uh, just a good time, man. And um, yeah, I'm I'm looking into that black magic stuff big time, and I'm excited to see what people think about what I've found on it. That's going to be what I put out next. Um, I'm just obsessed with this occult stuff now. It, the uh, the occult religion of the elite. And like the new world orders methodology of just thinking is incredibly interesting. It always has been, but now that I'm able to connect some dots, it's um, hopefully it's going to be something that we focus on here on, on the show from, for quite some time. But other than that, man, just the same old stuff, you know, having fun and going to keep pumping out episodes, man. The, the, you know, I actually want to have you on Matt for the next, uh, uh conspiracy break room if you're I down yeah Just... I,
1: I heard it and i offer has been accepted yes okay uh, I Cool. Heard, i heard your episode with ghosts and i was gonna say man i love those those conspiracy breakdowns are fun man
0: yeah well let's do on this uh this week and we'll we'll get you on we'll get your origin story maybe a little bit of your uh more trashy behavior that you may engage in either now or in the past it's important, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's fun, man. I always love these things. And thank you so much, uh, as always,
1: for having me on. But what about you, dude? You doing anything new over there? No, like you, like you guys were talking about before, I've been, I'm trying to get through this Jim Mars thing. Uh, I got the second episode recorded and I just got to do the last one and get out of it. I'm done with the Nazis for a while. I need to get out and get back to the 1800s. Um, I found this really cool book. What's it fucking called? It's called uh i don't know if you can see that yeah
2: yeah the end of earth
1: yeah it's it's aphrodite backwards or the end of earth yeah and uh it's supposedly this story about this guy in the 1800s and it's a really wild one so i'm getting i just got just got it today i'm gonna dig into that so i'm going back to the 1800s after this i'm done with the nazis i'm done with the new shit i gotta i gotta go dig and find happiness back there Yeah, hopefully uh,
2: we can get you on one day uh, as a guest on on, on the show to talk about some of that stuff to uh, Zach and Trav and tell them uh, about, you know, you know about all the Star Forts and 1800s, you know, World Fair stuff. (laughs) Yeah,
0: man, I'd love to. Awesome. (laughs) The Star Forts have been getting popular and the first time I'd ever heard anyone talk about them is you, Matt. So it's it's been getting
1: popular now i know that you've probably heard of them somewhere but yeah it's getting bigger and bigger i had i had heard a handful of people talk about them you know when i started yeah, really digging into it. it and now you go out there you can find there's podcasts i've had a couple podcasts like cite my work and i'm like dude i nice. got I, don't cite me like you can, you can you can reference a podcast but it's not my information it's stuff i found so well, they should cite
0: you, I think. I mean, like like I said, that's the first time I'd heard of it. And I I listen yeah. to all this stuff and not really
1: too many conspiracy podcasts, but I researched shit. I hadn't heard of that shit before. So, yes. yeah, it's interesting, man. There's a lot of stuff that I'm finding now that like I didn't hear like Randy just did a bunch on, you know, one of the things that I'm interested in is mining and the old ways of mining, the hydro mining that they used to do where they would wipe out almost entire mountains. And where did all that runoff and shit go and all that stuff? Because it looks like you could you could make a case that, like, west of the Rockies is just giant runoff from Canada all the way down into the... Yeah, huh. that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm going next, because I got to get out of here. I got to get out of this... <laughs> this this dark nazi shit it, it really it, i don't know what it is about it but it's fucking with me man i just don't want to do it i've been procrastinating i read the book twice you know once earlier this year and then i read it uh like in june just to get ready and it's taken me a month and a half to do these three episodes and i don't know why you know what it is matt it rhymes with flak jacket
0: we were talking about it earlier say it with me black magic, black
1: magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
0: what they do dude that's what it is it uh, it seems like all these societies go back or all of these uh you know dictatorial governments and and all these sort of groups feed off of some sort of black magic man yep. and it, it's very interesting to look into so yeah we're we're excited to get into that stuff but
1: excellent My episode so we will get so catch me on conspiracy break room next fuck Woo-hoo. yeah <laughs> nice yeah you can find all my stuff on great deception podcast. you know where to find it same place i'm not going anywhere all right folks stay strong and question everything
2: cruelty and injustice,
1: intolerance and depression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and
2: suggesting your submission. we need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only
1: look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease... There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you, and in your panic you turned to the now High
0: Chancellor Adam Sutler. He promised you order, he promised you peace,
2: and all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent.